What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 219 of the TNA Cross Line Podcast. I am Bob Conley Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we are marching towards Destination X 2006. We are just a mere two weeks away from the pay-per-view where uh, historically the focus is on the X Division. But we are not necessarily at that point yet. But there is a key X Division match that has been booked and promoted. To be taking place just in two weeks. It is yet another Ultimate X match, but there is a first time ever thrown into the mix because that is right. Samoa Joe, the current X Division champion, will be competing in his first Ultimate X match against his rivals, Daniels and Styles. And as you will remember, just last month at Against All Odds, they had a rematch from their September Unbreakable 2005 battle where once again Samoa Joe retained the X Division Championship but wait there's more for Destination X the NWA world title will of course be on the line Christian Cage, Monty Brown Monty Brown finally getting his opportunity but wait there's more there's an 8 man tag Abyss, AMW and Jeff, Jet- and Jeff Jarrett squaring off against Team 3D Rhino and Ron Killings but wait there's more Bullet Bob, the young wonder, he's going to be teaming up with James Gang to take on a, uh, LAX. And I wish I could tell you the trio for that. I'm going to assume that Machete is going to be part of that. But it certainly will not be Apollo. But last week, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really think a whole lot of note necessarily transpired. But there was, in fact, a tag team title match where AMW defeated Rhino and Ron Killings in Dallas. I've been talking so much, you have yet to say a word, and I think I'm going to see how long I can continue this trend. But we've seen Ron Killings get some video package hype, and we were under the assumption maybe perhaps this guy is going to get a push. They've noted, hey, he's a former NWA world champion, twice in fact. Well, Ron took the... Took the pin right in the middle of the squared circle. Yeah. And that brings us now to today. Dallas, how are we feeling about everything that I just said? And I want it all wrapped up within about 15 words. Um, oh, wow. Um, I'm feeling good. Uh, <laughs> That's five. I, don't, I, can't, I, don't, I can't count to that. I'm okay, feeling really good about what's going to happen before we get to destination x <laughs> perfect um uh, so a couple a couple um things here uh we will be talking i think on today's episode maybe next week's episode a little about a, a little bit about the lax trio we've heard the rumors 
of who may be replacing Apollo. I'll be honest with you, I have no idea if we find out on these shows, but there is some notes that we'll be talking about over the next two weeks. Uh, one thing that did happen on our last episode was we got to see that footage that Alex Shelley shot. He, oh, went, to, right. he went to Sting's house. They got the tape to prove to Eric Young and everyone that Sting is retired. <clears throat> he was with his kids at a baseball game and all this crazy stuff. Well, I actually have an interesting note about that. Um, that was not actually shot by Alex Shelley. It was shot by Jeremy Borash. Uh, it did, well, Dave says he thinks it was shot by Jeremy Borash. And Shelley apparently did a voiceover. So he, unfortunately, was not the one who was filming that. But I'm not surprised that he did not. I know, me either. But like, I kind of like the idea that they sent Alex Shelley to like film Sting. Right. So like the idea of it is like funny to me. Well, it's not out of like the realm of possibility to begin with. I mean, if he lives in Florida and Shelly's already down there, you could probably just do something quick for it. Right. Well, isn't Sting in California though? I said if he lived in Florida. If he okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. He, uh, well, you know, yeah. I mean, he's a uh, Venice. Uh, what Venice? Yeah, Venice Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they during that they've been doing that whole like embarrassing Jackie Gata thing. They're trying to like <laughs> uh, quote unquote abuse her. They're saying. It's a very, very cringy, awful storyline right now, and I do not like it. Um, but they made her dress in a French maid outfit. Um, yeah. You know, whatever. Um, and then another important thing they mentioned is, of course, we're leading toward that Christian Monty Brown, Christian Cage, Monty Brown match. Um, but Christian did a little trivia with Monty Brown when he, of course, asked him what the ca- capital of Thailand is. And, of course, Monty Brown knew, and it's Bangkok, and then, yeah. Yep. So anyways, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, the good old nut tap. That's some good stuff. I remember I fell for that. Probably in 2006 when my buddies asked me, what's the capital? I, know. I, am, I am sure that I did as well. Got fucking bamboozled. Once it happens to you like more than one time, you, you, you're like, I'm not answering. And then you still get hit. Like it's, You still get hit. Yeah. They're still going to do the big happen. Yeah, I, I'm sure you should, you've probably done it to me, to be honest with you. I know I've asked you, and then you've gone like, nope. <laughs> That's definitely happened. That's definitely happened. Yeah. Very, very, uh... You've, like, covered up? Nope. 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 Oh, no. Not a fan, not a fan. Uh, okay, Bob, let's get into some news and notes here. We have a pretty, um, I would say, decent amount of notes here to get through. Um, and there's a bunch during the show, and there's some pretty interesting stuff as well. So let's just kick it off. I'm just going to go right from the top down, just so uh, you know this makes sense as I'm going here. Uh, first off, Dixie Carter was on Between the Ropes Radio. Now, this is, of course, um, it's like semi-officially an announcement, but we kind of knew this was coming. Um, quote, I'm thrilled to be on Thursday nights. That's historically the biggest night of television during the week. It has drawn wrestling in the past. And I wouldn't mind if we were up against SmackDown in that old Thursday time slot. Now, of course, this is referencing that primetime slot in April that we've talked about in the past. And if she's talking about it, it's happening, baby. Uh, she also said that she believed there was a possibility in the future of Spike offering them an expanded show. Um, and regarding house shows, she said that the company was looking at the possibility of them touring domestically uh, and overseas. And said that they, if, if they were to go on the road, it would most likely be for pay-per-views. And she said that TV would stay in Orlando for the foreseeable future. Um, she mentions a bunch of other stuff, but that's probably the most important stuff. Um, 
here. She talks about drug testing being a priority for them. Stuff like I, that. Um, I don't understand why they're obsessed with competing against WWE to just shrink their audience. I don't understand. Especially at this point, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It does not make any sense to me. Um, do you remember? Oh God, oh, let's see. About we're in two thousand six, so two and a half years ago or so. Um, actually, no, it was even was it even longer than that. I'm losing track here. Remember cheeks? Oh yeah, that was uh, what the first episode, <laughs> second episode. I think yeah. episode. yeah, I had I, I had to read this note. Um, so. Is as Alvarez says, former TNA uh, performer Cheeks, who is the near 600 pound dude who wrestled, I think, one pay per view for the company very, very early on. Well, uh, I just got, I just want to give you an update on Cheeks here. Uh, he's having some major health issues after undergoing a gastric bypass surgery. Uh, this is not uncommon. He got down to 345 pounds shortly after the surgery, but then suffered a stroke, which was blamed on stress over losing all the weight. He lost his jobs and has no medical insurance right now and is having trouble paying off the $10,000 medical bills. Some friends are doing uh, benefit pro wrestling shows in Roanoke area to try to help him out. So Cheeks is not doing well, man. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, no, that was more than two years. That's uh, that's what, three and a half then, right? Almost going on four. Almost four, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I just did not expect to see cheeks written in this uh, the TNA section here. Um, I mean, we're uh, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. if you were to include him in anything, I guess you would have to do TNA, right? right. Unless there was like another just indie or you know. Usually he's got like a he's got the here and there section. Well, that's in the Observer, I guess. This is Alvarez, so we'll uh, okay. Now we're moving on to the... Oh, yeah, that sounds like something Alvarez would do. Oh, TNA. Uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, the snarkiness. Yep. Uh, well, now we're moving to the March 6th, 2006 Wrestling Observer Newsletter, uh, which I enjoy so much more, but I always still dip into Alvarez just in case there's, like, interview notes because he usually has them and Dave doesn't. Uh, the February 18th episode of Impact drew a .70 rating and 768,000 viewers which he says is a very bad number, which is being blamed on the Olympics, cutting greatly into both UFC and wrestling ratings. So that's at least what Spike is saying internally, but he's saying that that should not make that big of a difference here. But regardless, um, and then the impact uh, replay that happens the Monday of uh, got a 0.9 uh, lead in from UFC Unleashed. That's where we're, that's our uh, our update on. So the here. replay did better than the original. Area. It seems to be the case. Wow. Okay, so then what? So that blows my mind. So they're doing a point seven. Oh wait, hold on, hold nine. on. I might have misread that. I might have misread that. Um, hold on. See, because okay, so he says here. I'm assuming that maybe this is the part that he's maybe the UFC did the point nine. And so he says the re so right before the sentence before this the replay on two twenty so he gives the date here did a point six so combining the two numbers you're still at an average of one point three uh, that the show's doing and then he says the so I think he's saying the point nine came from UFC Unleashed okay for the replay well, so, so I misspoke so even even when he just said you know the show's doing an average of a one point three that's how I would look at it right. you're doing a replay the same show. It's the same show, and I really doubt that a lot of the same people are watching a rerun. I'd be really surprised. 
I think there's two different audiences watching it for by and large, like for the most part. So, right. I would be, I would be pretty happy with that. I mean, I think so. Uh, this is an interesting note that you may talk about here at some point during our indie notes, but it was kind of a weird one. So uh, I figured I would mention it just in case we don't talk about it because it is in uh, Seoul, South Korea, South Korea. Uh, there's a new promotion debuting. Uh, so it's, let's see. It says on March 25th, it says that the La LA and then a capital A new promotion debuted uh, in Seoul, South Korea on February 10th called New Korea Pro Wrestling with Jimmy Suzuki as the booker. Uh, they reported a crowd of 3,000 for their first show in a 13,000-seat arena. That's not great. Uh, although most reported crowds in foreign countries like that are going to be exaggerated. And it was said to be the first live TV show in Korea in 21 years. It was an interesting mix of talent using Japanese and TNA stars. So that's why we're bringing it up. Uh, Lance Hoyt was in the main event. Um, he lost. What? Yeah, he so he lost to, let's see, Ricky Passan, who was Strong Machine number two in Japan about 20 years ago. He was being booked as the top star, and he became the first heavyweight champion by beating Lance Hoyt. Um, AJ Styles also became the first junior heavyweight champion, winning a three-way over Iron Man and Christopher Daniels, or he says maybe in an Iron Man match over Daniels, but the reports well, were this torn this tore the house down and styles was immediately known in Korea as the big star in the show from TNA TV. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Ultimo dragon was actually booked on the show as well, but couldn't work due to visa problems. And Gal Kim was on the show as well and got a big push as a Korean star. What, what is the date of this show? I believe it is February 10th. Oh, February. Yeah. So it, it's kind of weird because, then he says he starts with March 25th at the La A new promotion. I say, I don't know what that's supposed to say, but it, it says on uh, February 10th. So New Korea Pro Wrestling. I did not look it up to see if it is on Cage Match, but. It's not. I'm on it right now. and I Okay. Um... Well, that's why I wanted to bring it up, because I wasn't sure if that was going to pop up or not. Uh, we have an update on Against All Odd buy rates. Um, now, we don't have the final number, but he says that the buy rate was way down from final resolution. He says that his impression was that it was well under 30,000 buys. Uh, it had to be expected it would be down, but it was down. Uh, but it was down more than they were expecting. <laughs> of course, without Sting being there and stuff, I mean, what do you expect? Okay, here we go. You want to talk about LAX, Bob? Let's talk about LAX. So, brr, brr, uh, brr. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 5150. Um, well, Apollo's out, as we know. That's now, I don't think this is a spoiler by any means. It does not read to me that it is. Um, and I don't I tried to get a little in, intel if it was. It does not appear to be. So at least it's being reported at this time that Hot Stuff Hernandez will likely be Homicide's tag team partner as LAX in the feud with the James Gang. Uh, now, the decision was made to go with Hernandez instead of Loki because they felt Homicide and Loki were too small when I, two of the when one of the baby faces was Kip James. I knew. I knew that was going to be the reason. Because right before... So after I did that whole Bullet Bob thing, 
and I was thinking about the trio. The first thing I was like, I don't think it's gonna be Loki because they're too small. You gotta have a big guy. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I think yeah. there's a little bit more too because uh, Loki Loki may not be used at all because apparently when Terry Taylor called him, the first thing he did was ask for more money than he was getting the last time that he was in, and that rubbed people the wrong way. And now I don't necessarily fully agree with this next statement, but uh, they have the feeling that they are giving him a chance to make name on primetime TV, and he's making demands when he should be happy for the chance. I feel like it's like a cocky way to look at it. I see where they're coming from, but um, I think well, I think I think that's a fair statement by TNA because before he was just on the weeks. he's on the pay per view. Yeah, I think so. I think that in his particular case here, it probably makes sense that they're like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> but like if they said that to like, I'm trying to think of a good example. No, it just comes off as like a little cocky, but I, I get where they're coming from. Yeah. I mean, if he's, if he's concerned about money, he could charge the indie promoters probably more money that if he's on like national TV. Right. Even if it's at you know 11 o'clock on a Saturday. Totally. Um, oh, so you know what? Speaking of money, I meant to tell you this the other day, but I was on a forum and there was like a promoter that was on there, mm. and he was like sharing people's rates. Oh, this is from many, from many years ago. And I know that we've talked about like, oh, you know, I wonder how much this guy charged. And, right. And I'm telling you, I would be without a shadow of a doubt. What they would classify as a money mark. Oh, really? Because I would, I saw like, oh, hey, um, I brought in Kid Cash and it was like a hundred dollars, and I was like, oh my god, I would, I would have paid him six hundred. Like, what the fuck? And then like Ricky, Ricky Morton was like, oh yeah, we brought him in, and it was like fifty, seventy five dollars. Was like, oh my god, I, I, I would have thought it was like you know seven fifty or something. Like, oh, that's yeah. crazy. But then you have to think about your head. You're like, yo, I got it's an indie show. These guys are working twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah. You know, Samoa Joe, you know, this was probably the post was like 15 years ago. But Samoa Joe's at $500 plus transportation or whatever. It's like, okay, that makes sense. But right. a lot of these, so like our local indie guys that we see, by that rationale, it's like you're making 25 bucks. Maybe. Maybe. 50. Like, so what is like low key asking for? Well, right. It makes you wonder. Is he asking, like, but like, like, really, is he asking for like, oh, hey, um, I know I said two twenty-five, but now I want three hundred. Could be. Because in my brain, I was thinking, oh, he's asking for like eight hundred, and now it's like eleven hundred. But it's probably something like, oh, hey, by the way, I'll, I want three hundred. On the indies, not you know. Right. I'd go broke after. I'd be broke by intermission of the first show. Oh, just- Paying all you guys. I'd be like, oh, fuck. I, so I, I, I fucked up. Well, speaking of contracts and and bringing people in, um, a week or two ago, we talked about Canyon. He was at the taping. He did not work. He's supposed to um, fight Monty Brown. Job to him. Well, apparently, he has given his response on why he did not work the TNA tapings. And I believe this is on either his website or some kind of web uh, post of some kind. Uh, He said that he was given a one-day contract, and he felt that the wording said that if he signed the contract, even for a day, it gave them the rights to merchandise him for the rest of his life without any payment. 
He asked for that section to be removed, and TNA refused, so he didn't work the match. Without payment. They would make merch, sell it, and then not give him a cut of it. After one I'd be, I'd be a little surprised if they actually did that, but... Dude, but that's see, now we were, something they were doing wrestling. But see, now, well, it's carny shit, right? But that it, it's interesting because we've talked multiple times now. I've told, I was, we were talking about these like weird like legacy deals they have. But why would they sign Canyon to a one day legacy deal all of a sudden? You know what I mean? Because like, for example, they just, I mean, this is not, I can't say just. It's probably a year or two ago now. They made like a a Robert Rude micro brawler. Yeah. Well. Did he get money from that? I, I'm willing to bet he didn't. You don't think that's wild, dude? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the deals are. You have some, some of those guys. Some of those guys. Uh, I wonder, but I, like, because it's like if you're we're talking like people who most have like legacy deals. It's it's like Eric Young. It's Bobby Roode. AJ Styles, I guarantee, does. I'd be shocked. If not, Abyss has one. I know. Um, I feel like what we're watching, those guys, I feel like have have got to have them. Right. I could see Jarrett not because he was like the guy. So why is he going to sign himself up right, for that? Right. And he's he's almost probably too smart for that, right? It's like I'm not going to do that. Styles might not. I mean, we haven't really seen it. I mean, there hasn't been because if they could make a AJ Styles uh, thing right now, just like a like you know an old school AJ Styles micro brawl or whatever like why wouldn't they have? Yeah. But I don't know. Um, We're gonna find out with uh, the with the Power Town figures when they start releasing Legacy guys, and I'm already itching for the ones they announced. Did you see? Uh, they didn't show them. They announced the names. What are the names? It's Moose, Josh Alexander, Eddie Edwards, Jordan Grace. I'm gonna have to get them. <laughs> of course you are, dude. That's another fucking collection that you have to start. I don't know. I was thinking about trying not to and just get like I. I mean, I don't even have to think twice about getting Edwards. He's a two CW guy, so I need Eddie Edwards. Yeah. Will I get them all? We'll see. I don't know if I should theoretically, but I. Ladies there's and not... gentlemen, Dallas will be getting all of them. Don't worry. <sighs> I'm trying to collect the old TNA figures. I don't need new ones. It's TNA, dude. It's TNA. Well, it's see, your, I don't. I don't want the TNA. J- I don't want the TNA Jacks ones necessarily. Yeah, I just want. Yeah. Yeah. Let me finish the Marvel ones first. Exactly. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Austin Aries, who has been suspended, as we know, did himself no favors at all when he posted on his website about the situation with TNA and his suspension. So Dave says a few notes on that. The first thing is Aries claimed that he was told he was suspended for two months. Uh, we're told that there's no time frame for when that has been decided on regarding the length of suspension. Where apparently Aries lost a lot of points is not just that uh, by going on the web, they felt that he was handling it like an indie wrestler, but also uh, because he claimed that he called he was called by Terry Taylor on Saturday as he was going to ROH show and told to fly to Orlando. The TNA wrestlers were all told on Friday night to go to Orlando. Uh, the belief is that Terry Taylor um, called him on Friday and he lost credibility with the company with his story by publicly saying differently. 
So he went on the net, so he's an indie guy. Oh yeah, that line is kind of funny, but the the bigger thing is he apparently lied about when he was called. I well, I mean, of course he did. Of course, I mean, why why would he not lie? If it's you know, if it becomes truth or lie, what are you gonna do to make yourself look better? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, sp- speaking of Ring of Honor and people not being booked anymore. Jay Lethal is officially no longer going to be booked by Ring of Honor. He's just turned 20 at this point. And this should... Uh, He's just 20? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that insane, dude? Um, Well, he he apparently took it well and was told that the door is open for him to do business again in the future. They would, which is good. Uh, But Sapolsky uh, felt that he didn't want to spend time pushing him to be a new star when he can give the same push to someone who's not under a DNA contract. It's an attempt to stop reliance on using many TNA guys. The feeling is that Joe and Daniels are top guys, but Lethal isn't any more over than someone else who could be put into the same position that isn't under a TNA contract. It's uncertain how long AJ Styles would be used, but he is booked on most upcoming shows. Uh, Homicide will still be used because they don't know the long term of the LAX gimmick. So right now they're they're sticking with Homicide. They're thinking LAX isn't going to last. Joke's on them. And... Styles, they don't want to give that one up. So, oh yeah, and by the end of the year, I know Homicide is like the major. It, okay, so this is kind of funny because by the end of the 2006, for Ring of Honor's sake, Homicide has like a major story going on, and he goes into a final battle, challenging for the world title. Oh wow! So the whole notion of like I'm not going to push TNA guys or rely on them. I mean, you're you're gonna you're still doing that with homicide right very interesting. i mean it's a major storyline it's a major angle for, for homicide hmm. so i'm looking why. forward to talking more about it yeah well we won't do that till probably about december so. that's okay we're flying already dude so. sure. um speaking of people who might come in <laughs> um as noted before uh, dave says i need to emphasize this it is far from a given that Bill Goldberg will even be coming in. Uh, They may make a deal, but there's no deal today, and if anything, the chances of a deal happening are lower at this point than they were a week ago. (laughs) Now, you want to make this even crazier, dude? This gets even crazier. Speaking of Goldberg, Warrior, yes, Ultimate Warrior, in an internet post where he was ripping on Sting, making fun of his physique, uh, making fun of the interviews he's done, uh, made a comment that TNA should sign him to a match with Goldberg. Uh, if Warrior would agree to do the clean job and both would do it for $45,000 a piece, uh, it's not a bad business deal either. Of course, uh, no way Warrior is doing it and even made a remark about Danny Jarrett selling construction equipment to finance it because he's not coming cheap, showing both Warrior has no clue who's funding this project and also that he has no intention of doing it. Yeah, no, that's wild. Um, Warrior doing a match in TNA for forty-five grand. I'm wondering. If, I'm if wondering that was if, legitimate, Dixie Carter would have cut that check instantly. That I also, think the issue would be more so Goldberg doing it for forty-five grand. Well, right, and I think that little statement about the forty-five thousand might have been uh, Dave Two Cents thrown in there. Um, I'm not hundred percent, but regardless, <laughs> how absurd 
That would be crazy. Welcome to Bound for Glory, where tonight it's Goldberg against the Ultimate Warrior. No way. That's wild. That just get that's just like that's a match that should have happened in WCW at some point when like they were. I'm kind of surprised it didn't, to be honest. Oh, I'm sure it would have. It would have been an absolute fucking. But I guess Warriors runs not very long, right? It's pretty short. Yeah, it's like late August to this first or second week of November, something like that. Oh, that's even shorter than I thought, to be honest with you. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, pretty interesting. Um. Yeah. Okay. I got an update for you on Samojo's contract. Uh, he is apparently close to signing a three-year deal. This is huge. Um, uh, it had been reported that he had signed, but Dave says that um, it hit. It hasn't actually been confirmed that the signing has taken place essentially. Um, but he's considered in the fold, and is expected to be one of the first wrestlers to sign what the new contract that they want everyone under. Um, it would be a guaranteed weekly deal as opposed to a per-TV show appearance deal. And in return, TNA, or in this case, Bill Barons, who works for TNA again, uh, will be in charge of booking the wrestlers' independent dates. Now, TNA feels that they are given the talent primetime national exposure, that they should be able to up the price of the talent commands uh, on the independent market and share in a percentage of that. Um, so it's more stability for the wrestlers and less work in that they aren't doing their own booking. And Bar- Barron's uh, was already booking top guys like Joe, Styles, Daniels. Anyway, it gives TNA more control over its talent. Uh, there is a downside to indies that it may up the price that they have to pay to get the talent. And in some cases, it is also going to lead to political problems. So Joe is about to be the first uh, standard of these contracts. Uh, AMW didn't do this? I guess not yet. Although I guess they already signed a deal, right? They so I guess not. I guess not. Well, I thought they were trying to do like the the weekly guarantee, or like a thousand or something like that. Oh wait, that's oh yeah, that's a good point. We did talk about that, huh? Yeah. Well, they might have been. I think they might have. But regardless, this is a it's a pretty big deal. In three years to lock Joe in, <laughs> sounds good. Yes, yeah, so that would get us through what 2009. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. But now the question, is he done that cement him with Ring of Honor? Like, is he done? I would have to assume at least very limited dates. I would imagine, especially if they're going to up it. Mm -hmm. Okay, Bob, I got two more notes, and then we will get into today's show, and then we got plenty more to talk about. I feel like it's going to be a race to try to squeeze it all in, but we'll see how it goes. Um, And these notes are about the uh, UWF shows and the quote-unquote house show that we're working. So UWF, I love it. Okay. Yeah, so we got two two things going on. So Dave Hebner and Herbie Sadler's Virginia promotion is apparently switching from a UWF name to TNA. So it's kind of interesting. Um, So they're going to be promoting these TNA shows, essentially. Now they are building their March 31st show in Danville, Virginia, and April 1st in Martinsville, Virginia. As TNA shows. So they are billing these no longer as, hey, this is a UWF show. Instead, this is like, hey, this is a TNA show. Now, I think they end up doing like a hyphenated, like UWF dash TNA. Well, so that's what I thought as well. Yeah. So I don't, it doesn't, yeah, I don't think it's like a true TNA thing. Right. But having that name on the promotion, I'm sure, can't hurt them. Oh, no. I mean, it's like when it's NWA TNA. Like, that's going to help. Right, right. Whatever. So that's probably the same kind of idea. Yep. 
Um, now, booked on the show uh, on this tour, they're calling it already, is Rikishi and Sean Waltman. Rikishi. And the April 1st show is in conjunction with major NASCAR uh, race in Martinsville Speedway. So they have a, a good connection there. And, of course, if you guys are like, who the frick is Hermes Adler? He has appeared um, and had matches in the Asylum years here in TNA. So it's not uh, that, like, crazy of a situation that we're looking at here. And, of course, Jeff Hammond, who was also involved in um, right. the FSN days and stuff, he will be making guest appearances and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Yeah, the whole segment for while there yeah now that house show in plymouth uh on march 17th now this is the one that we might have to we might have to put icp on the show to make it good that that one well it is now being headlined currently by christian cage versus jeff jarrett for the nwa title that's pretty oh wow okay that's pretty freaking big dude um rhino who was originally booked against jarrett for the title Moves into a three-way against Sabu and Abyss. Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, and then uh, Conan and Killings are advertised on the show, uh, but apparently are also both booked for IWA in Puerto Rico that weekend. So we shall see what happens there. Yeah, no, I mean, Christian, Jeff Jarrett, that's, that's a pretty strong, I mean, that especially because it's probably going to be the rematch. Um. They have to film this and show footage of it on Impact, right? I would have to assume that if anything, it will be. It technically can still count as a global Impact segment because it's on the globe. So we could show it there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I don't know. All this talk about like TNA letting the talent go to independence and we're doing these big shows and we show them internationally and stuff. I just like that TNA embraces other things it's not just its own universe like it is but it, you know what i mean no yeah i've always liked that about uh tna that they don't ignore that other wrestling exists in the world and that their talent is working it yeah because with like wwe they're really weird about it like they'll acknowledge some people like existed somewhere else and then other people they'll be like are you like ron killings like you'd be like oh hey uh, Ron, you know, went and traveled uh, all across the, the globe for nine years. And then, like, AJ Styles, but he was former TNA world champion. It's like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you just mention both of them? It's okay to acknowledge your, I don't want to say competition. But... <laughs> right. Well, that's the weird thing, right? It's like, bar- it's, that's, it's barely competition. A lot of viewers are going to know where they came from. That's why people, like, poop their pants when they're like, oh, my God, they said IWGP. Yeah, right, right. It's like, well, they probably should. If they bring someone in, you might as well um, mention, hey, they're a former heavyweight champion. Like, they're a pretty good big deal here. Yeah. No, that's my opinion. But anyways, Bob, I am so freaking ready to get into this episode of Impact. Um, And I'm going to be spitballing. I already told you. We got um, some updates on people who want to come in. Um. I have an update about Terry Taylor after he got dumped from trying to get to Wrestling Society X. There's so many things. So much stuff. I can't wait to learn more about it. But in order to do that, we have to actually watch this freaking show. 
Uh, it is the March 4th, 2006 edition, as I've said before. It is the, uh, we're two weeks away from Destination X. The approximate runtime for this is 42 minutes and 25 seconds. If you want to watch along with us, head over to the TNA Plus app or find it in your own personal collection. But when I count down from three and I say play, that is when you want to hit that good old-fashioned play button to watch along with us. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. Got a little spike intro. Oh, here it is. This is TNA. Still got that little flash of Jeff Hardy's face in this intro. Time to update that. Maybe he's coming back. We're in our highlight from our last week episode. Ah, what's the capital of Thailand? They they just made it seem like Monty Brown didn't know the answer, but he did say it. <laughs> LAX with a slapjack going after uh, BG James. And then, yeah, Bob Armstrong came in. And Bob, our Bob, is getting pretty excited about the idea of a Conan Bob, Bullet Bob Armstrong match. I can't wait. Oh, dude. I forgot about this. A black hole slam through the stage happened between Abyss and Rhino. Yeah, more of a belly belly suplex. But... Right, they called it that. And then, of course, the footage. Dude, it's so crazy. Like, this filming sting thing that they were doing, I remember it, like, so vividly, like, watching this. Yeah, I do. I do remember. They still got Sabu in the intro here, which is kind of interesting. Well, if he's working the Plymouth... No, that's true. Maybe he's going to be doing something. It's interesting, because Sabu's, like, I feel, like, still, like, loosely associated, but he just hasn't been here in a while. Well, he hasn't been here since, what, the barbed wire? Uh, Bob? What? Why is the Ultimate X set up? What in the world? There's talking about the Ultimate X match coming up. Well, I think they're doing it as like a tease to like show it on TV, I'm assuming. Yeah, because but what? Th- because they're like AJ and them are in the main event. I don't think wrestling each other, I'd have to assume. What the heck? So is this going to be up the whole show? I guess. This would make sense on, like, the go-home show. Well, that's a really good point, actually. Not the one before the go-home show. Well, we got a tag team match to kick us off, and here comes the Monster Abyss. Where's uh, Father James Mitchell? Oh, he's behind him, they're saying. The Monster Abyss. Ah, there's James Mitchell. Click, click, boom. Doomsday. Doomsday. Sunday, March 12th. We are getting so close to Destination X, man. We find the defendants guilty. Okay. Let's to see a six-man tag here. Here comes NW Tag Team Champions in that nice red gear. Guilty. Sorry about your name. Cowboy James Dorn, a wildcat. Chris Harris, James Storm just shoved a fan. Oh, nice. That's always good. 
Oh. The Dream Team. They're not trying to change their name. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, AMW is defending next week against the Naturals. Okay. That sounds good to me. I don't know if the Naturals quite deserve it at this point, but I'll take it because they know it's no, going to be a good match. Yeah, that's just a case of like, hey, these guys will have a good match. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine with me, dude. Here comes Jeff Jarrett, Gail Kim, and I believe Jackie Gata is in tow. I'm just paying attention to Gail. I, yeah, I knew it was coming. I don't see. Oh, there she is. Yeah, she, she, I think she's in a nurse outfit, if I saw. It was a very brief look. Let's see. And actually, I remember it hanging up on the changing um, uh, screen when she was changing last time. They're trying to make her come through the smoke, and she's not coming. Wait, is this an eight-man? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the that's the team. See, this oh, is that's not uh, a nurse. I lied. It's just white. Yeah. What what is so uh, humiliating about this? I think right now it's just that she has to be with Jarrett. Okay. Look, they're gonna give her give her um, AMW's jackets to carry. They throw them on her face. Embarrassing. Horrible. Okay. She just dropped the jacket. Pick it up. Oh, the other the other guys are already in the ring here. We got Shark Boy, Cassidy Riley. What? Norman Portermain, and they said Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley, which I don't see. Yeah, where did he go? Is he on the floor? handspring there by Cassie Riley to storm and then he did Raven's taunt. I don't think Raven ever did a handspring elbow before, but he just got super kicked off the apron by James Storm. Uh there are indie notes here for Mr. Uh, Abyss. And I naturally clicked off of it because I'm a genius. Shock uh, treatment on Shark Boy. Uh, so on the same day, March 5th, Abyss was involved in a 1PW world title tournament. And guess what? He won the title. He uh, defeated Darren Burridge in the first round. Then he defeated Christopher Daniels in the semifinals. And then he defeated AJ Styles in the finals at 1PW's All or Nothing to win the 1PW title. He also defeated Spud on night two. And he just did the big wiggle and then turned around into a black hole slam. And then Jarrett said, no way, Jose. Because Jarrett's got to get the pin. Dude, I, okay, I got something to say after he hits this. Boom. He's probably going to get the pin now. But Quartermain just got the best payday of his fucking career. He didn't do anything. Yeah, beat up. Well, for what, five minutes maybe? It wasn't even five minutes. That's dude, generous. That's a good ass payday for him. So Norman Smiley takes the pin. Now Alex Shelley has a new tape. What is that? Jarrett hugs him. Thank you, thank you, Alex Shelley. Well, because what he needed, he needed something oh, else. Oh, he needed. He needed Sting to say oh, like more I Sting. Quit. It was more Sting stuff. Yeah. See, Sting is a quitter. I got it right here. I think it's absolutely hysterical. It's a VHS tape. Wait, here comes Team Canada to celebrate, too. Jesus. Well, Everyone's uh, celebrating, but not Eric Young. 
No, because he knows. Um, believe it or not, Scott Demore and Mike Tanay, since Scott Demore is out here, um, they're scheduled to go to Tijuana uh, matches on February 24th and try to scout for wrestlers. Okay, I'm sure they'll not hire anybody. Probably. Should we talk about Scott Demore and how he's no oh, my... the vice president or whatever? Uh, president. President, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so that's unfortunate. Here, Christian Cage is going to be speaking out here soon. Um, I'm, like, still mind-blown about it, to be honest with you. Um, it was a relief that it wasn't a controversy. Uh, why? But it's still bullshit. Apparently, the rumor was that he they fought a lot on budgets because he wanted to grow the company and all this. And then he also tried to buy it that's <laughs> and had had backing. He said from a financial, so like he had a legit, and I read that it was a legitimate offer. Uh, Matt Bentley's here being interviewed with Tracy, calling out Lance Hoyt. Yeah, he's calling himself a maverick. And it doesn't matter how big Lance Hoyt is, he'll be laid out flat on his back. And now Jeff Jarrett is interrupted with his VHS tape. He's super excited about it. By the way, Shannon Moore is in that main event, teaming with Samoa Joe to take on Styles. And that is insane. And I like how they purposely did not mention Shannon Moore uh, leading into that. They just said Joe Styles and Daniels are in the main event. Oh my god! I thought she was gonna rip her freaking bra off. I thought the same. Yeah, like fixed her shirt and like tried to cover up, which it didn't because she's wearing a top that it's like her boobs are just hanging out of it. Yeah. You gonna go get the viewing room ready? Because they're gonna have a viewing party tonight. Bob, speaking of Jackie Gata, by the way, um, it's actually a note about Charlie Haas. That's the that's the connection I'm making here. Okay. Um, when he was at TNA and asked why he went back to WWE instead of TNA, he said that it was because TNA had no interest in him, so there was really no alternative. So that apparently, surprises me. They had yeah. no interest. I'm surprised as well. I wonder if it, I mean. Personality-wise, I guess he doesn't really have anything there. But he comes back and does like an impersonation thing, which showed his comedic chops. I don't know. I like Charlie Haas on the Indies for that eight months that he was on there. So, right, we're getting a Destination X breakdown here at the table. Here we go, match graphic, dude. Monty Brown and Christian Cage, his first title defense. Pretty excited about this. Ultimate X, Samoa Joe, with the old-ass graphic with Bloody Towel, Daniels, and EJ Styles. Can't wait for that. We're going to find out. Um, Bob, interesting note, too, for you. Uh, as we head past um, Destination X, on April 1st, uh, USA is going to be um, putting on the Hall of Fame head-to-head. With TNA at 11 p.m. Oh. So this is a pretty interesting situation. Here comes Lance Hoyt, by the way. Oh, and I had another, a part two of that note, and I got to find it again. Um, yes, head to head with Pink Pack. So T- Dave well, says One that, week ago, oh, this is important. An explosion. <gasps> Whoa. Matt Bentley fucking busted up. What the fuck? Ron Killing is. No, no, that's, that's Kenny, Kenny King. King. <laughs> Kenny King just hit a flying clothesline. 
Okay, I like the explosion tie-in here, dude. That's great. So now we know the context of why Matt Bentley is like, yo, I'm going to... And we did mention that, Matt, which actually, this is a great point. I forgot to mention the explosion matches that were taped uh, at this this taping as well. But, um, yeah, we mentioned that ta- that match, and we were thinking how random it was, and apparently there was a little storyline with it. Interesting. Matt Bentley is a maverick. Maverick Matt, they just called him on commentary. Well, Top Gun was already out for 12 years, so it's not a Top Gun uh, reference. There you go. Oh, my God. Huge oh, body drop. Mm-hmm. Kenny King almost didn't turn all the way around. Yeah, no, he was better off just taking that as a fucking stomach. Yeah. Oh, Truth Music video coming out here tonight as well. Um, Bob, let me get, let me throw you these explosion matches quick that were taped at this uh, this taping here because of course this is a new one. As Lance Hoyt is hitting the power bomb, the Texas Tower Bomb, and he pins him. Is it because he did it with the one arm? And he's from Texas. It was like almost like a pump handle slam, one armed power bomb, but he didn't tuck the arm. He didn't hump him. He didn't hump him. Which we're going to be talking about. The, I got such a good note about that next week, dude. Wait, wait, wait. Someone's on the mic. It, it's Conan. Wait. He's going to make another example of an Armstrong member. What's happening? Who did they get? They've abducted someone. Oh, it's BG James. Oh, it's BG James. It's uh, it is machete and homicide here, by the way. I've never seen homicide wear a white bandana and a white shirt like that, so that's weird. Here comes Kip James. This has stopped me in my tracks right now. Conan ran away before James. It is interesting because machete is also little, so like, yeah, I know, it, yeah, it does make him look like not as good of a team when you look at Kip James, who's massive. Okay, we're going to commercial, so let me spit out these explosion matches quick so we have a little more context. Um, the Naturals and Ron Killings defeated A1, P.D. Williams, and Bobby Roode. The Diamonds in the Rough, all three of them, defeated Jay Lethal, Shark Boy, and Lance Hoyt. Those were filmed for the next, like, two, I think, um, episodes of Explosion. Which I can get you dates on in just one second. Oh, no, they're the ones there, the next two after. So it's uh, March 17th was that first match, and then March 20th. Oh, no, that's a different one. See, this is why. Here's a music video. Why's that? Oh, shit. Anyways, what I was saying, the explosion matches. This is why I'm just giving you the the, um, matches at this point, because the dates are all screwy. But yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Not my my shoulders, because I'd be doing the jobs. Oh, hey, speaking of shoulders, hold on, hold on. We just saw Homicide. Remember how he was supposed to get surgery? Yeah, on his shoulder. Yeah, well, uh, he won't be, he, he has been doing rehab on his shoulder, and apparently it's coming along well enough that he actually won't need surgery. 
Oh, I feel like that's a mistake. <coughs> I really, know. dude, I'm telling you, as soon as you mentioned the shoulder thing, I feel like I've always heard him having shoulder problems. We're in 2024, and I still think he has a shoulder fuck up. I believe it. Do I have anything about, oh no, here, I'm going to give you this one during this video since we can't really talk about it very much because it's just a music video. Um, at this point, there are no plans to use either Kevin Nash or Sean Waltman, even though both are listed on the website as part of the active roster. Nash suggested a storyline to come back, but they, were, they weren't biting. He also tried to arrange a comeback with Waltman as a tag team so Waltman could do all the work. Uh, they <laughs> had different ideas for Waltman, and then when Waltman did the MTV taping, they lost interest in him. I wonder what Nash's pitch was for his return aside from was it the t not not just the tag team thing right um it doesn't say any other ideas here but i can i can just picture now brother but i'm gonna come in i'm gonna go over right? christian <laughs> i'm gonna go over be, christian be the champ i hold it for like two years big boot power bomb one two three oh wait Eric Young has another tape in his tights. What is Eric Young trying to do? Is he trying to get himself killed? I don't know. If they can't uh, watch the tape, then they can't watch it. They're, they won't know what time it is. Oh, he took the Okay. So it's, it's the same tape. tape. It's the same tape. Okay. Uh, Petey Williams has two windy notes, and it's that he was part of the UWF TNA uh, taping, or not taping, but shows. Um, March 3rd, P.D. Williams defeated Matt Bentley. And then on March 4th, Sanjay Dutt defeated P.D. Williams. Speaking of the devil, uh, it looks like Team Canada is facing Sanjay Dutt, Chris Sabin, and Jay Lethal. What a team. That is a good, good trio. I still can't believe that Jay Lethal is only fucking 20 at this point. Oh, they're talking about World X Cup action. Bob, I have well, Do you have more indie notes before I tell you about the World X Cup? Uh, I'm currently uh, looking through. Okay, then I, let me tell you about the World X Cup quick while um, we got Saban and Petey starting us off. Uh, they are trying to put together an international four-way for the Destination X show. Uh, it would be an X Division match to uh, serve to build toward the X World Cup, featuring wrestlers from different countries. It's already being reported that in Japan that Shinsuke Nakamura would be wrestling in the U.S. So they're uh -huh. trying to get him involved here. Um, the X World Cup is set for the May pay-per-view. They're working on finalizing deals this week. But Team UK looks to be these guys here. Doug Williams, Nigel McGuinness, Johnny Storm, and Jody Fleisch. Yep. I don't know. I'll make sure I yep, say that right. right. Um, the other three teams are not finalized, but several names are penciled in. Um, I thought I had another part of this, but oh, here we go. Uh, the X Division, X Division World Cup will be a tournament that takes place on both Impact on both Impact for a few weeks and finishes in the May pay-per-view with points being scored. There will be teams representing the U.S., Canada, Mexico, U.K., and Japan. So we are well, spreading across everything here. Well, it sounds like it's pretty decent uh, teams. So uh, I'd if say Nigel so. McGinnis is involved, we can see him on TV. Yes. At the sun. Yes. Uh, Sanjay Dutt has one other indie note. Um, it's from night one of that UWF TNA uh, tour. He teamed up with Spike. I was in the gross looking suplex there by Pete Grimm-Ethel. Dude with a back suplex. Sanjay Dutt teamed up with Spike Dudley to defeat David Young and Elix, Elix Skipper by disqualification March 3rd. 
Uh, and then Chris Saban on March 4th defeated Alex Shelley at Pro Wrestling Gorillas Hollywood Globe Trotters in Los Angeles, California. And that's your new notes for this match. Excellent. As Rude is stomping on Jay Lethal in the corner, Team Canada has the ring separated. They've got to be there's. Oh, you know what? The main event. I'm you think they're going to climb it? Yeah, they must do something. Petey stepping on Lethal's groin and then doing the old Canada taunt, because of course. I love the cables. I can't wait for Christian to come out here and talk because I have a really funny note relating to Christian. Stay tuned to that. Does Young still have the VHS in his trunks? I think so. Oh, here comes Jarrett coming. Look at that shirt. That's a cool Jeff Jarrett shirt. He's trying to get the tape. Or uh, Jared is just trying to take over every segment, isn't he, today? Well, I can't see it. It looks like they just put something in his pants, like the hot shots. Oh, my God. The hot shots. As a throwback, if you've been a long-time listener. Yeah. Nice heel kick by Jay Lethal. Rude, like, weirdly fell into position, but, like, for no reason. PD and Dot here. Uh, actually, this is a good note. So we heard like a week or two ago that Saban and Dutt were injured and they were essentially taken off the tape because Dutt had a concussion and all that. They must be doing fine because here they are working a match again. Yeah, that's true. So that's nice. Nice. Little springboard moonsault by Dutt going for the cover, but Rude saved the pin. Eric King's still yelling with. Jeff Jarrett, holy shit. That Tornado DT by Saban was beautiful. That was a good sell by Rude. Hell yeah, it was. That was awesome. Jay Lethal dives to the floor, taking out Eric Young. And Jarrett took the tape. Canadian Destroyer? Is the referees distracted, it looks like. Reversal. No, wait. Dutt countered the Destroyer. Wait, that's Chris Saban's thing. Oh, yeah. Sathamore just hit Dutt with the hockey stick. Well, he won't, he won't do it now. Oh. Canadian Destroyer. And that's a three. Maybe Saban told him how to counter it. Could have been. They're been a tag team. Team Canada gets the win. Oh, Sathamore just slapped Eric Young. I'm telling you, they're doing that whole punk thing because they're like, oh, maybe see a punk and try to trick people, but it's not. It's fucking Chantmore. The Prince of Punk. Up next, Christian Cage speaks out. By the way, if you're following along with us, we're 23 minutes, 7 seconds into today's show. A little highlight package here. Is Christian actually going to come out, or is this just like a highlight video? Well, are they showing a clip of him speaking out? That'd be so from last week. From last week. Well, um, recently, Juventud Guerrero called up Christian 
who, by the way, he was not close with in WWE and hasn't seen or talked to since Christian left. Uh, he called up like they were best friends and how he missed talking with him and acting like they were running uh, buddies until he finally said, can you get me into TNA? Uh, Dave says that the funny part of the story is if he just asked, he'd have a better chance of pretending that they were best friends uh, be, to be the best friend of someone who was having, uh, he was at best a working acquaintance of. Uh, Juventud uh, had been calling Antonio Pena con- constantly. Pena hasn't called him back and hasn't decided whether or not to take him. So I'm assuming that Hoovy must be gone from WWE at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was hilarious. I don't think he made it out of 2005. Oh, really? Okay. Because I remember there was a match between Hoovy and Kid Cash at Armageddon 05, and they went way over Mm. time. And I think they got... Okay, Christian's being interviewed backstage, so we're getting a real segment with him. I hate when people have the title like that folded up, so he's just, like, holding it against him. It's not even draped over his shoulder. Look at it. I hate that. Oh, it looks like Hoovy did make it to 2006 for one match. Oh, okay. Was it on TV, though? Yes, against Kid Cash, ironically. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's gone at this point. Will Christian Cage make his first title defense a successful one against Monty Brown? Wait a second. Father James Mitchell and Abyss just walked in frame. You're a thief. You stole Abyss's title shot opportunity. Long time storytelling, Bob. No, I don't. That's pretty good. Either agree to give him a world title shot or click Doomsday. I'm so tired of guys like you and Monty Brown just walking around here. And Monty Brown comes in from the behind and attacks Christian Cage. Well, that ain't right. Oh, hits him in the gut with the NWA title. Oh, he's just beating the shit out of him with the title. Oh, he set it down now. Is that bound for glory sign? I wonder if that's the one I have. That one looked like the same size. I thought he was going to hit him with a cardboard box. I wish. Okay, they just go brawl behind a door now, or a wall. Oh, shit, they're coming up the tunnel. Okay, Christian Cage took him off his feet, and now he's uh, punching him a little bit. I'm assuming Abyss is going to come out here any moment. Yeah, then probably Rhino will come out. Right. Oh, Christian threw Monty Brown against the wall that Abyss, ironically, put Randall through last week. Oh, I don't know what oh. he was going to go right there. I thought he was going to do like a stinger splash, but he could... Oh, my God! <gasps> oh, Holy shit! Right he the d- Dude, he just got pounced off the entrance stage, and Christian's fucking midsection hit that railing. So, look at this. That's a big fall. Yeah, and I, I mean, even if you really try to brace yourself on that, that might hurt no matter what. He could have got cracked ribs from that. He's going to be doing the DDP at the pay-per-view, taped up ribs for the oh, title God. defense. Here comes Rhino. Ah, see? Yeah, figures he's late. Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Look at Monty Brown holding the title. Oh, Rhino's just checking on Cage, though. He's not.
Oh yeah, dude. He looks good with that title. Yeah, should, should okay. Come. Well, that was a fun segment. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh, up next is the viewing oh, party before viewing. the main event. Okay. Speaking of views, Bob, Bound for Glory um, has. Oh wait, hold on a second. Spike TV does not condone the behavior of the or content of the following segment. Oh God, what is that gonna do? Where's I'm that? I'm nervous now. They put up a a legitimate warning. Yeah, that's really interesting, dude. We got to see what this is. We got AMW, Team Canada, and Alex Shelley backstage here with Jared as well and Jackie Gata. Showtime, and I'm calling you Showtime. Watch this. Jackie, be useful. Play the tape. I wonder if it's about the Jackie Gata part of this whole thing. Do you think that they're fine? They're it's like gotta be paparazzi productions in association with actually films. I'll finish my bound for glory note in a second here, but like patience is a virtue here. He's driving. He's following Sting. Probably not a good idea to bother him while he's coaching his kids' football game. Not that I'm scared of him or anything, but that's pretty funny. The daughter is just staring right at the camera. Like, how does Sting not know? The kid knows. <laughs> She's like, "Hi, right, I'm fine, but I can see this kid. This guy's following us." Crossing Abbey Road, huh? <laughs> He's across the road. <laughs> Daddy, who's that guy with the camera in the woods? Oh, don't worry about that, honey. Yeah, you get ready. That's weird. Oh, Sting's on the golf course, huh? What do you do when you try? You play golf. <laughs> show your son how to play golf because I know damn well you don't know how to you show him how to wrestle anymore. How funny that they did this and was like saying just like go about your day and we're just going to follow you from the yeah. distance. Uh, Sting's back. Oh. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, shit. He caught him. Turn it off. You think this is funny? No. I was told to. Actually, was Get a, a life. Tell Jeff Jarrett he's out of his mind. Don't film my family. It's my personal life. My wife and my kids. He stepped over the line. Tell Jarrett he stepped over his line. He said, tell Jared I'll be at the next pay-per-view. Uh, is Sting about to be at Destination X? Oh, fuck. Sting's not coming. Steve Borden is. <laughs> Get a life, idiot. Okay, Bob. How do you feel about that? I guess Sting's car is sounding like a fucking pickup truck. Oh, my God. Look at James Storm. Yes. <laughs> Look how stunned everyone is. Gato loves it. Jared's like, fuck. It's silent. Dude, it's silent. Did he say he was coming to the pay-per-view? Alex? 
Alex, don't you think that was a valuable piece of information for me to know? Cross my mind, he says. The silence is... Dude, that was hilarious. That was great. That was Storm awesome. Just, no, he's not even trading. <laughs> dude, that was awesome. Here comes the Prince of Punk, Shannon Moore. Wow. Now, um, now, to bring, now to bring us down, he's fucking Shannon Moore. Oh, stop it. Um, let me finish my Bound for Glory now. It's about movies here and stuff. So Bound for Glory debuted at number three on the top 100 video scan chart, whatever that is, he says. Uh, there are seven TNA DVDs on the video scan top 100. I'm assuming it's like best-selling DVDs. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, and we know uh, Christopher Daniels is in this match. So um, Christopher Daniels was hurting following a suplex onto his head at the pay-per-view, but ended up fine after several straight days of deep tissue massages. He's doing good. Trying to say, I might only have one more note for you, Bob. Then we can enjoy this. Oh, no, I got two more. About two people. You ready for this? You're not going to like these nuns. These are kind of random. They don't really apply for this match, but as Daniels comes out. Um, the decision was made to not hire Matt Morgan, who came uh, in on his own dime for a meeting a couple months ago. Uh, Jim Cornette, who is a Morgan's biggest supporter in the world since he was a main star in OVW for a year, is amazed how a 6'10 guy who is a main event heel caliber promo guy can't find work in the business. Okay, I, this <laughs> promo shit is driving me nuts. Okay, I've I've seen far too much Matt Morgan than I want to admit to. There's no fucking way anybody can sit here and say that he's a main event guy just based off of promos. You're nuts. Well, yeah. Here comes AJ Styles. Speaking of AJ Styles, a guy he uh, he beat up once. Johnny Fairplay was called about returning for an angle in a few weeks. Okay. I don't think we're ever going to get rid of that name here on the TNA Crestline podcast. As long as Survivor is a thing, he'll probably be associated somehow. Right. Um, but that does it for me, Bob. We're done with notes. All right. Well, let me wrap up my fucking indie notes then. Uh, AJ Styles was obviously in that uh, 1PW bullshit. But that's not who I'm looking at right now. Now I am. Uh, first round, AJ Styles defeated Sterling James Keenan, who is also known as Corey Graves. Uh, semifinals, AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe, which is pretty fucking big. And then wow. uh, that is finals, big. he lost to Abyss. The next day, uh, also for 1PW, night two, all or nothing. Uh, March 5th, Samoa Joe retained the X Division title, defeating AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. And then AJ Styles defeated Jerry Lynn. So a lot of wrestling here on these fucking 1PW shows. Yeah, really. Double duty, and he's wrestling those types of matches. It's kind of nuts. Christopher Daniels, uh, let's see, the only thing different here is the first round of the 1PW world title. Christopher Daniels defeated Jerry Lynn before losing to Abyss in the semifinals. And then... On uh, night two, to go along with that triple threat that he was involved in, he defeated Austin Aries. So at least Austin Aries is getting work somewhere. <clears throat> Shannon Moore was in the uh, was part of the U- UWF TNA tour. Night one on March 3rd, he teamed up with Bill Bain in a losing effort against Rikishi and Ron Killings. And then night two on March 4th, Jeff Hardy defeated Shannon Moore in a no disqualification match. Now, if you're wondering how long that match went, it went 16 minutes and 6 seconds. 
Samoa Joe, our good friend, friend of the show. Final update here. He so he lost to AJ. He defeated Austin Aries in the first round of the one PW tournament. He won that triple threat. And also on March 5th, Samoa Joe defeated Rhino at one okay. PW's all or nothing. Okay. That wraps up our indie notes for today. A lot of stuff going on in uh, today's show, dude. A lot of notes. Um, yeah, those, I, those 1PW shows are quite interesting. For real. Just from a card standpoint. Daniels and Styles double-teaming Samoa Joe. So there's two things here. They either threw Shannon Moore in because they knew that Joe needed a tag team partner and technically he does have a win over Styles, or he's the fall guy. Both. Both. I mean, that, yeah, he's there to take the fall. He's got to be, right? He sticks out like a sore thumb in this match, I feel like. Oh, yeah. But he does have a win over AJ Styles. I mean, that is a fact. Yeah, that means nothing. It's Shannon Moore. If I was Shannon Moore, I'd be, that'd be on my... Uh, if you book me for an independent, sh- independent show, you have to put has defeated AJ Styles. Like, former TNA talent. Has defeated AJ Styles. No, I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't even put TNA Talent. I'd just be like, I ha- I've beaten AJ Styles before. That'd be a great gimmick. Wait. Oh, that's Third. what James out. That's what James out. JB said it was like rats jumping off a sinking ship when people were leaving that viewing party room. No words were spoken during the commercial break. JB has reported. It's, no, see, Tanae's already wrong. It's not saying it's Steve Borden. He did already say that once, so now he's just contradict, contradicting himself here. Yeah, Steve Borden is coming back. Not Sting. Not the guy that we want. We're getting the regular guy. And that's even worse. So. Running Yakuza kick here by Smojo. Followed by a back senton splash. He is so cool. So hip. He is pretty so cool. So cocky. Jump, 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 jump. Oh, he's telling the crowd to shut up. Fuck you guys. Good. He doesn't need their chant. Oh. Who's on the cover of the new Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine? Oh, of Samoa Joe. Oh, on I the cover that. of PWI. I have that magazine. Do you? Could you grab it real quick? There's no fucking way. I don't. It's, I'm not. My magazines are, aren't properly organized. So I okay. Well, now you know what you're doing the rest of the day. No. No. That. That literally will take me several hours to do that, and I'm not going to do that. I get joy out of, like, oh, let me put my magazine. Mind you, I have a lot less than you, but I have a decent amount. I have a lot less. I have, like, 1,300 fucking magazines over there. Literally right next to me. Just all fucking crazy, dude. Oh, Shannon Moore accidentally hit Samoa Joe if your style is sidestep. Samoa Joe is probably going to end up turning on him, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I was just thinking that. We're 38 minutes, 48 seconds into today's show, by the way, if you're following along. Being kicked by AJ. What if AJ or Daniels just like, climbed down to the top of the Ultimate X and just stayed up there and was like, now you can't get me. I'm all the way at the top. Just chilling. Well, uh, the Prince of Punk is um, a risk taker, so he'll go up there and get him. Smart right. going again. Double team? No, Daniels counters. And throws Shannon Moore into the gut of Joe. And of course he's got that mohawk, which he's got to hurt the midsection. Huge dive by AJ Styles, taking out Samoa Joe. 
And then Joe's going to think that, like, oh, Shannon Moore fucking speared me, so now oh. I have to kill you. Close call there by Daniels with a roll-up on Shannon Moore. Man, AJ's so smooth. So smooth. Shanmore goes for the cover after that middle rope spinning neckbreaker. Yeah, pretty much somersault in that place. Almost like a modified blockbuster. Yeah. We haven't seen Buff Bagwell since, what, episode seven? And he, like, cried. He's like, I'm going home. Going home. And he did. I'm Mar- Marcus. I'm going home. Lost my smile. Angel's wings. But no, Joe stops that. Fucking clotheslines the shit out of Daniels. Oh, my God. Smojo got the pin on Daniels. What the fuck? <laughs> what? On a clothesline. It was a lariat, but. Lariat. I called it wrong. Beat but up. Holy crap. Beat man. up more, you motherfucker. He has to, dude. He's got to. You and then they can. Then they can add more into the Ultimate X. What the fuck? What is AJ doing? AJ is hanging up the Exhibition title. Is he going to tell Joe, come get it, motherfucker, but you can't? He is. That's literally what he's doing. He goes, do you want it? Look, he he pushed it into, well, he tried to push it all the way to the middle. Go get it, dude. See, this would have been, like you said, this is a perfect go-home tease. Go-home, yeah. Perfect. Like, Joe's never done Ultimate X. Can he, can he get, even get up there? That's the whole thing, right, guys? So it's... Can Samoa Joe even get up on the cables? And he guaranteed it, of course, like a week or two ago. But I like that. I like is that. Is he throwing a temper tantrum because he's fat and he can't get his belt? Wait. They're basically telling us he's not winning the match, right? Yeah. We're going to the back here. The viewing party is done for the evening. It's only Demore, Gal Kim, and Jeff Jarrett left in the room. Jarrett is like going through a crisis. We are screwed. Are you listening? It's Demore saying to Jarrett. No, we're not. I got an idea. And I got his number on speed dial. <gasps> Warrior. Wow. It's going to be... Uh, Warrior. Warrior. It's going to be Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. And we go off the air. You need, you need Hulk Hogan? We go off the air. Could you imagine? I got his number for when I beat his ass in Japan. Oh, man. Okay, Bob. What did you think of that episode of Impact? That was good. I thought it was a lot of fun. Matches were matches were fun. The segments are great. Yep. So I'm all for that episode. That was a lot of fun. James Storm Dude. not getting the beer in his mouth. So far, segment of the year. <laughs> right, because the funeral was last year. So we could just say that that's the Se- segment of the year now. I mean, it was so funny, dude. It was just yeah, that was great. pouring out of his mouth. And everyone was just their shocked faces. Rude was like toweling off his face and like stopped. Everyone yeah. like bug eye, dude. It was so well done. It was so good. Yeah. And then I like how Jared's like, uh, Alex, you didn't want to tell us that, and he just didn't cross my mind. 
<laughs> so because and actually it makes so much sense because Alex was probably scared shitless just like they all were now. Oh it's, yeah, and so he's literally like, uh, "I'm just gonna give them the day." That's what they wanted. Yeah, freaking awesome. That was so much fun. Well, I am, uh, and the the Monty Brown segment with Christian, I thought it was great. The pounds off the ramp was really cool. Yeah, that was good. Um. So we are uh, we get some good hype going for these matches at Destination X. Now we know Steve Borden's going to be there. What what else do you want? So who is Jarrett going to call, dude? So many. This is this was a good show. We're, yeah, we're hyping up the pay per view. We're leaving questions. It's got to be someone associated with Luger, fucking Luger, dude. Dude, that makes almost too much sense. And he's not... been in TNA before, right? Dude. Okay, so I can see it. That makes so much sense. I'd say uh, like I'd yeah. say like Kevin Nash, but like Jarrett technically oh, doesn't well. like Kevin Nash, but he could flip him. Sure, it's wrestling, dude. Who cares? It's wrestling. Scott Hall. I don't think it's me, Scott Hall, at this point, but um, <laughs> it would definitely be Nash over them. It's not going to be Waltman. I feel like it's got to be, it's got to be a big guy, right? Yeah, DDP. No. Mm, I don't know if I could see that. Because that would be in DDP's a heel, and I just don't see that happening. It, it has to be somebody from Sting's past. It's got to be. Someone associated with Sting. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. And then the Luger. Luger's a good one. That's a good one. Well, I hope we, fi- well, we're not going to find out through Destination X, but so we got another week. <laughs> Yeah, we got one show, and then literally the day after our Destination X episode drops, and man, I can't wait. I think I'm getting more excited. Usually, I feel like Destination X is—it's kind of like Hard Justice to me, where I feel like I kind of don't really care about it generally. Yeah, it's a good fill. Like it almost—it's a random filler paper, but like this one is shaping up to be a really good show on paper. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I am. I am as well. Uh, as will be the case probably with a lot of teenagers moving forward anyway. So I mean, for real. Yeah. Uh, so next week is the go-home show before Destination X 2006. And we have one match that we know of, which is uh, America's Most Wanted, also known as Dream Team, apparently. Uh, Chris Harris and James Storm defending against the Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens. These guys have had countless battles. But uh, they tend to be pretty consistently good. So that will probably be uh, an enjoyable one, regardless if it's the you know, 5,000 times we've seen it on this podcast. Uh, all right. That's going to wrap us up for this week. So until next week, for Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Collin Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross the Line podcast. Oh, oh, oh.